Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Petty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat wherever in the classroom. You are so welcome. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Um, today is Tuesday, August 16th, and you guys, it's my birthday. I, I'm, I'm like so annoying for even saying that, like letting you guys know. Um, begging for attention Like I don't know like, like when people do that On their birthday Like wearing a sash And a tiara Like we get it But Anyway It is my birthday It's my 22nd birthday And Yeah I'm recording this The night before But it's still technically My birthday Because it's past um, Midnight But Yeah Birthdays aren't always Like my favorite day Of the year To be honest I don't always like Love Birthdays I feel like I don't get the people Who are like so excited and like thrilled about their birthday and it's so easy for them to make it such a big and like happy giant celebration i wish i could be that person but it's just not as easy for me like that like growing up i definitely did not like my birthday at all it would always just be a day where i would be like reflective and like sad and you know it's a day for definitely being really hard on yourself your birthday so I wouldn't always really love it it would always come with like a lot of like mixed emotions it's nice to like get gifts and like be celebrated a bit but it can be very introspective on your birthday and it's not always fun but lately I feel like as I get older that I've gotten better at like making my birthday like a happier thing and like celebrating myself on my birthday like no matter what not being so hard on myself about like everything that happened that year what's happened in my whole life before or if I'm like where I thought I'd be by a certain age if I'm like happy with my life like it's easier for me to just like accept and like make it like a happy day now so I feel like I like birthdays nowadays more than I used to so if you also don't like your birthday you're definitely not alone in that but yeah like I said it's easier for me to celebrate my birthday now I really don't have any plans today so like I'm not really celebrating my birthday um a lot of my friends like busy or like literally moved across the world or like my boyfriend's like out of town today and I just did not plan anything. Like I'm not someone who's going to like plan something for my birthday. Like last year, my family threw me a surprise party because they knew I wouldn't plan anything. But I have stuff planned for like the rest of the week because today just like didn't work out. So and I was the whole summer I was like, oh, I'll go to the club for my birthday and buy all my Chicago friends. But because of monkeypox, I'm not going to the gay bars. Um I just, I'm so scared of that. So I'm not doing that. But anyway, for my birthday, if you could screenshot yourself listening to this podcast and post it on your Instagram story and tell all your friends to listen and tell me happy birthday on your Instagram story, that would be the best gift. And if you did it, I would be so appreciative. So yeah, screenshot and post, rate this podcast five star, uh, Spotify, Apple podcast. Before we dip into everything, let me just give you a little preview of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Megan Thee Stallion's new album and how she has gotten out of her contract finally and the horrible abuse her contract put her through. And then we're going to talk about Cardi B fighting literally everyone on Twitter, including Nicki Minaj and just all the beef that that ensued this past day. And then we're going to talk about people getting bullied on social media like Millie Bobby Brown and Tom Holland and 
Normani and just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so yeah, welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats, classes in session. I don't care if these bitches don't like me. Cause like, I'm pretty as fuck. <laughs> just the other day, I heard a hoe say, matter of fact, what could a hoe say? With a face like this and a bitch this pay? Shit, what could a hoe say? The bag so expensive, my pussy came with it. Body so nice, they be saying who did it. But everything natural, actual, factual. Prissy in the streets, but I fuck like an animal. All you hoes know who the fuck I am. From your boyfriend down to my Instagram. To all them busted ass hoes that you kiki with. I bet your jaw drop if you ever see me, bitch. I'm her, her, So the first thing I want to talk about is that Megan Thee Stallion, y'all, is finally out of her goddamn contract. I feel like so relieved for her and I wasn't even in that contract. So why would someone like be happy about getting out of their record label contract? Like, you think that's a bad thing? Like, oh, my contract's finally over. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to make another album. Are they going to support me anymore? No, she wanted out of this record label because they were toxic as fuck. And she's finally out because she just put out her new album. And this album freed her because she couldn't leave the record label until she gave them three albums. Usually when people make a contract for a record label, it's like for a certain amount of albums, not like years or anything like that. It's for a certain amount of works of art. So she had to give three and now she's finally out. She was very happy about that all day. But let me tell you guys why it was so horrible, that horrible experience for her. So back in 2020, I'm talking like when WAP was out, when she was at like the peak of her game, singing to the whole world about her wet ass pussy and turning the whole world into a savage. The top of her damn game. She was in that contract. She signed it the year before and she put out um, Good News. And that was her first album that counted as a piece of work for them. But she needed two more. But after that first album, they told Megan Thee Stallion she can't release any more music. They like stopped her. They they didn't want they didn't um want to let her release her K-pop collaboration. Smooth like butter, like criminal undercover. She was on that song. Did I not sound like them when I just sang that? Oh my god. Nam June, I'm coming for your fucking act. Damn, you know, I could probably dance like them too if I just had 10 times the rehearsal time and like lost 50 pounds. I could probably be like just like them. Anyway. Um, okay, yeah. They didn't want her to release anything. And they were mad at Megan. They were That was like a punishment. Like, you can't release shit, no singles, no Hot Girl Summer for you. Like, they put her in a corner and she couldn't release shit. So she made them mad and made them give her this punishment because she wanted to renegotiate her contract after she got so popular in 2020. Because she signed it either at the beginning of 2020 or 2019. And that was before she was bigger than she is now. So when she signed it, the deal wasn't as good. You know, she was, they were taking a big cut of everything. They weren't giving her as much money toward music videos and things like that. But she probably just signed the deal just because a record label is going to push you a lot. And they were doing that. Like, they were definitely helping her. But they were also taking a lot of the portion of the money. Not something that, like, an A-list artist should have to stand for. Like, the A-list artist, because they're so big and popular and popping, should get a bigger percent. And they weren't doing that. So she wanted to renegotiate or she wanted out of the contract. And they said no. You're not renegotiating. We're going to take as much as we want. And you're not going to get out of the contract till you give us three albums. And yeah, you're not going to release 
music unless you stop kicking and screaming and crying about it. So yeah, they wanted to silence Megan the motherfucking stallion as if she was going to stand for that. Have they not heard like any of her songs? She would rather die, drop dead before a broke man handles her. Have they not heard her say that? So Megan the stallion filed a literal lawsuit, like a class action lawsuit against her label so she was able to put out music and she was able to get on that k-pop song which is like career changing what the fuck if you're her record label why would you want her to stop releasing music at all especially if you're getting such a big percent this okay so the head of her label is called the the man who runs it carl crawford carl crawford must be the dumbest man of all time and the only reason he probably got megan was that because it's the beginning of her career she would never sign with him if she was already established and popular but that was the best offer at the time she took it this man is a dumbass why would you stop her from getting a k-pop song like you could be set for life from that bts army the fuck i'm surprised the bts army didn't dox him for putting out a remix to the song with megan the stallion helping it get bigger in america i'm surprised they didn't death threat him and point a nuke hovering their hand over the red button right on his house I really don't get how that did not happen. But yeah, she filed a class action lawsuit. Fuck yeah. She said, if you're not going to let me out of this contract and let me release music, I'm literally suing you. So she also got a restraining order against Carl Crawford. <laughs> I love how she takes no shit. You won't let me release a K-pop song. Here is a lawsuit and a restraining order, Carl. So she won. They made her, um, they let her release music like as if they ever had control over her. I hate these men in the music industry who are so nasty but she still couldn't get out of the contract because she still had three more albums to complete so she had good news one album down it was a big ass success you know savage girls in the hood don't rock me to sleep which is a great song all the megan fans say they fucking hate that song that is my favorite megan the stallion song don't rock me to sleep skip to the part that you really mean yeah i love when she sings on her hooks put some sauce on her you know singing she may not be the best but vocally with that autotune she sounds amazing anyway so one album down amazing so you guys remember when she released that random mixtape she she, on that mixtape she made a song about like flaming hot cheetos i'm all that and a bag of flaming hot chips that was like such a crazy time for the hotties i feel like she released that random ass mixtape the point of that mixtape though she probably you know still wanted it to be something cute for the hotties but what she really wanted from the mixtape was for it to be the second piece of work that she gave her label so she can get out of the contract faster. So that whole mixtape album with all those freestyles, that was just kind of like probably scraps from the first album that, I mean, that's smart. That she just threw together, put it out, something for the hotties, like here's some extra work. You know, the hotties were probably going to get it anyway from leaks and everything like that. So why not put it out? But Carl Dam Crawford, that ugly ass, tried to stop that from counting as a piece of work. And they, like, went to the court again, them two. He, like, filed a lawsuit against her because she wanted to count as a second album, but it didn't, like, meet the, like, a, he said it didn't have enough original recordings on it. So because it was scrapped from previous songs and, like, freestyles, there wasn't enough or originally non-recorded, like, you know, before certain time songs on there. So that was his excuse. He lost that lawsuit, so eventually... It did count, and that was her second one. He was still trying to say it does not count as an album, and that's when they blew up at each other on Twitter. Her label had Carl and Megan. It was fucking crazy, but I love Megan The Stallion's Twitter. That's someone that you'll always get entertainment by. Cardi B, someone you'll always get entertainment by. Nikki. You know you know what? It's just Twitter. I love Steve Harvey. Kind of so like random, but he's so inspirational, that man. 
I don't really love his sense of humor, but when he gets on Twitter and he has those like little inspirational tweets, literally iconic. Him and that bald head and that mustache. Iconic image of his. Anyway, Megan said on Twitter, how can I owe you any of my money outside music when your team can't even provide actual statements of what I owe? You also haven't paid me since 2019. Your team signed off on something for the Hotties to count as an album, and now it's not jokes. Carl, I don't want to be signed to your pill-popping ass. You owe... You talking about I ain't paid for a show and you sound slow. I'm the artist. I don't pay you directly. Maybe fight with the man you signed to and maybe see some money. You fucking powderhead. You hiding behind Jay Prince. Carl, you got a whole contract with 300 and talking shit to me like I got your fucking money. You are attacking me. Why? Because you want to be famous, not rich. Ask Kevin Lyles where your money is at. Stupid. Yeah, so they clearly have a lot of issues going on behind the scenes. And Carl did not sit there. Carl kept going at Megan. This is like a grown ass, like 50 year old man who, you know, it sucks that it turned out this way because if Carl just gave Megan what she was worth after she wanted to renegotiate her contract and didn't take it so personally or be so greedy, this wouldn't have happened. They could have had a great relationship together and he could have profited off her for a long ass time. But he comes back at her and says, this is all coming from a bona fide alcoholic who fucked the whole industry, including her best friend's man defamation claim on the way yeah so he called her an alcoholic and an industry pass around he also called her basically saying that well she was coming up she was sucking all these dicks and cocks and men in the industry to get where she is today of course that's not true and why are you going to beef publicly with an artist online when they're the one who's the famous person they are the one with the fan base you are not going to win in the court of public opinion she is going to win no matter what and i do think he's a pill-popping head ass because who would say that shit about megan stallion and who wouldn't let her renegotiate her contract try to keep her stuck in there as if that like she's being like kidnapped by this man and i'm so thankful that she doesn't have stockholm syndrome she wants to peace the fuck out anyway she finally released traumazine this week and it did feel a little rushed as an album there wasn't really promo if you guys noticed she released she told the world it was going to be released the day before it was released with not you know any like teasers no like big music video the same night it was all very, very rushed. And that's just because she wanted to get it over and done with. And she actually did do pretty good, even though there was no promo. Like, she got on Good Morning America um, eventually today. And she, like, hosted The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So she's doing good with the promotion now. And she tweeted to her fans the day before it was put out on August 10th. Um... Y'all know I have problems with dropping my music under this label. All these games, having to go to court just to put out my art has been so stressful. Thank you, hotties, for rocking with me through the bullshit. We almost out. Let's stay focused and run this last one up. I'm so happy this nightmare is like over for her. It's such like a victory. And imagine all that weight she'd have to carry knowing she's attached to this toxic person for so long. Like That could really bring someone down. And it's really strong of her to keep a good attitude and spirit through being tied to this person for so long so that's definitely something we can learn about keeping your own positive headspace and uh stabilizing yourself and keeping yourself in a positive mindset no matter who you're around or who's trying to bring you down with their energies that just don't absorb theirs just stay focused on yourself and your own goals so that's something we can definitely learn and carl crawford actually tried to like foil this album release for her making her sales horrible again i don't get why he's such a head ass because 
again, she signed to his label. He would make money if she sold more. But he, like, leaked a part of the album and leaked her album cover and tried to spoil the whole thing and just ruin it. So it clearly didn't work. The Huddies overpowered him. But, yeah, if you haven't heard the album Traumazine, you should go listen to it. It's really good. People think it sounds rushed. I think it sounds great. She raps about, like, a lot of deep stuff. She said this is more about... Like, this is going to be an album that's, like, reading her diary, kind of. And I definitely get that. She raps about, like, family deaths and being shot and bullied online and her abusive label and misogyny and just all that shit that she's had to deal with these past few years and how she's still overcome everything. So I'm glad this is one nightmare behind her. The next one for Megan Thee Stallion, though, is that she has that trial with Tory Lanez coming up about, you know, did he actually shoot her or not? And that's going to be fucking crazy that's gonna be like amber Heard, johnny depp type shit and i think that's gonna start in late september so very soon i'm like excited but like nervous and is it bad saying i'm excited for someone's like horrible court case i don't know but anyway what can we learn from this i think what we can learn from this from megan's label not giving her what she's worth even after megan tried to renegotiate and she knew what she was worth and had to you know sue them and everything is don't accept less than you're worth Her label was so mad and tried to take her down because they knew she was right when she wanted to renegotiate her contract and get the fair percentage that she was bringing to the table and just knowing her worth. And I love the leaps and bounds she went to to get what she's worth. Like now she's signed with Rock Nation as a management team and she's going to be signed with their label soon and they're going to give her such a better deal and give her even like bigger budgets for music videos and music. So I feel like Megan's career is going to take off and that's all because she she did what she had to do to get out of her label because she knew her worth. So for us, we can learn whatever situation we're in, if it's a relationship or a family or a job, whatever, to not accept less than we're worth it. That means negotiating more, not accepting a first offer, telling people like what you bring to the table and what you expect from them. Give yourself enough respect to walk away from anyone who doesn't see your worth. And that's what we can learn from Megan doing that. Y'all, I just ate some air fried chicken. I don't know if I feel okay. I don't know if it cooked it all the way through. It, it, it was good though. It was tender. It was juicy. I love my air fryer. Even if it does make me sick, it will be okay. I'll go back to it. Oh, oh my God. Did you guys see Cardi B got a fucking face tattoo? It seems like every damn episode I'm talking about another dumb ass celebrity who got a face tattoo. We're in a face tattoo epidemic. Everyone is mutilating their face with that damn tattoo ink pen. As I say every week, lose the tattoo artist's phone number. Block him. Do not be tempted. That is not a decision you make at 3 a.m. when you're on your goblin mode demon time shit. Stop doing that. Cardi B got a face tattoo like lower on her cheek, kind of by like the part of your jaw on the side that's like really sharp where people are like, um, jawline's so fucking sharp. I can cut someone like right there. 
and I think it's like initials. No one really knows yet. It was kind of just there was kind of just like a video of the guy giving it to her, but it looked like there was like a K and another letter. So maybe it's her kid's initials or something. But it's pretty small. You know, they could cover it with makeup, but still, ugh. The horror. I would never do that. It's it wasn't cute when Post Malone did it. It was disgusting when Six Nine did it. Drake, Summer Walker, Cardi B. We need to stop. It is not acceptable. No matter how sentimental it is. Enough. Not to be judgmental. I love tattoos, but like your face. I need you to think about that for like 10 business years before you get that on your face. Okay, anyway, speaking of Cardi B. This and type shit. Bitches love the type shit. Speaking of that song. I pull up her and see, yeah, you know, in some tight shit. My accountant thinks I'm gay. All I do is buy shit. So Bella Porch, I don't know if you know the TikToker Bella Porch. You probably do. You've probably seen her iconic video, M to the B, M to the B, M, 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 M to the B, bong. More iconic than the Mona Lisa. Like, that. I think that's one of the most viewed TikToks of all time. It probably has more views than Gangman Style on YouTube. And it truly took her off. Anyway... She put out an EP and she's actually like probably the most successful music artist from TikTok. So good for Bella. This ain't Bill, the bitch, no bitch. She's like does really good with streams. That song has 300 million streams plus. It's crazy. So she finally put out an EP called Dolls. Has six songs in it. Um, It's pretty good. You guys should give it a listen. But Pop Crave, you know, that Twitter account that talks about what's going on in pop culture. They tweeted, you know, just promoting it, telling their followers that it's out. And Bella Porch, out of fucking nowhere, came into the reply section and swooped the world under its feet. She replied, literally, the verified Bella Porch account replied to that tweet, just innocently promoting her album better than any Cardi album. That is what she said. And when I saw it, I literally had to like wipe my eyes. Like I was in a cartoon and like blink with the blinking sound like bloop, bloop. Like what? Is this real? Bella Porch said, this is build a career, bitch. And I'm going to get some beef to promote this EP, which isn't the dumbest idea, but I was still shocked. Then her Twitter account kept going off on Cardi B. <laughs> she said, pigtail ass bitch, no Cardi, no clout. And then she put a poll with a bunch of emojis, emojis that said Team Nikki or Team Cardi. And Team Nikki obviously won. Scoreboard, scoreboard. Um, Yeah, Team Nikki obviously won. Duh. And then Cardi B got wind of this. I don't know how. She wasn't even tagged in this post. But Cardi B got wind of this, that TikTok ho Bella Porch was starting beef with her. And she pulled out the fucking receipt. She went in on this bitch. She posted their old dms where bella dm'd her and cardi didn't even dm her back it still said accept the message request from bella porch and it says hi i'm such a huge fan of your music that's what bella sent to cardi back in the day and cardi b put that on twitter and said haha i got a better one saying that you know how are you gonna say my album is bad under that promotional tweet for your ep if you then are dming me saying that you love my album so she clowned her, gooped and gagged her, made her look like an idiot in front of the whole world. Bella Porch followed that and said, 100,000 likes and I'll leak her nudes right now, I swear to God. 
this whole time I'm picturing the Bella Ports that did M to the B like on her phone with those googly eyes, like getting possessed for some reason, starting this fucking fight. How are you going to have Cardi B's nudes if you don't even get a DM back? Huh? She's really out here, you know, trying to pull these these numbers. I try to give her some press. They try to say it was beef. That's what she's trying to do. But anyway, all of this seems like a great fever dream. And for Bella Porch, it probably was because she tweeted that she just woke up from a nap an hour after this happened. And she realized she got hacked and she's working to get her Twitter account back. She said, and I'm so sorry at Cardi B for the dumb shit that was tweeted. Wow. I mean, haven't we all used that excuse before that we got hacked to like take back what we like posted or did? Like, is this just an excuse? I don't know. Did she maybe tweet these things because she wanted some press and then was just going to like, like that was her plan the whole time to just say that she was hacked? Maybe. I mean, the music industry is ruthless. You got to do what you can do to stand out, you know? So I wouldn't doubt that. Cardi B eventually, hours later, cleared up the whole situation. She posted a two-minute, like, audio message on TikTok. And, I mean, to Twitter. And I love those. I think those are so funny. Like, hearing someone's voice as you scroll through Twitter. And she's basically saying that they sorted out the whole thing. And that someone from Bella Porch's social media team went into Bella's social media and thought it'd be a good idea to promote her album by starting this beef with Cardi B. Which is bat shit crazy that this is probably like some un- unpaid Gen Z intern who had access to her phone and is a barb. And they were like, I know exactly how to get some press. Like, let's go fight Cardi B. And of course they chose Car- Cardi B because they were a fucking barb. Always wanting to give her some negative press. And they're so dumb. And um, Cardi B said that they were unfortunately fired after that. But the whole thing was hilarious and it was a really funny moment. And it did work out for both of them. I mean, to promote hot shit that is not so hot shit on the charts by Cardi B and Bella Porch's new album. So good for them. And there was a happy ending for everyone, I guess. But really go listen to Bella Porch's EP. Um, But yeah, Nikki was not... I mean, Cardi... I would never mix them up. I'm sorry. Cardi was not done fighting people on Twitter that day because the barbs were kind of giving... Cardi B a hard time about Nikki's new single. You know, always think her tweets are about Nikki, even though Cardi B's tweets might not be about Nikki. So someone tweeted that, doesn't she have a kid to be caring for? Stop searching for this hate. This speaks volume about who you are. Hot dung flew off the charts. Now you're mad. And Cardi B just responded to that barb saying that her song Hot Shit that they called Hot Dung <laughs> flew off the charts. And she just quote tweeted that and said, go stream. I don't even know what she was referencing to go stream, but she just told someone to go stream, you know, have the barbs go back to their streaming parties that they always host. But Nicki Minaj apparently saw that. And Nicki is on top of literally everything. Nicki knows what's going on with Cardi at all times. I swear to God. Nicki is not afraid to be so directly shady on Twitter. I really applaud her for it because she said, imagine telling the barbs to go stream. Then they break a whole Spotify record child lmfao with like 30 o's highest first day streams for a female rap song in history or something like that i want to first thank god papa my glam team my dot 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 so basically saying that she won 
whatever argument on like imaginary argument was going on with her and Cardi B online. And then Nikki tweeted, they want to be us so bad. And Nikki's tweets got more like than more likes than Cardi's. So she tweeted just the word ratio. She is so fucking petty and shady. It's really works out for Nicki Minaj. Her new last name is petty with her fucking husband because she really is miss petty. Wow. They call her miss bitch, but she don't miss bitch. Like she's so fucking petty. Nicki Minaj is like 40 and she is the mother. Not saying she's immature, but the level of pettiness does not, has not declined. It's not cracking. So good for her. Um, Maybe at least everyone got some promotion from this. You know, super freaky girl. Didn't really need the promotion, but Nikki's definitely known for making beefs for promotion. She even says that she does that in songs. Like, I tried to go over some press. She tried to say it was beef. She she does this. So Nikki's probably just being smart. So what can we learn from this? Hopefully, you know, behind the scenes, this is an example of women uplifting women and they're all cackling and texting about how happy they are that, you know, Oh my god, our EPs and singles are getting so much traction from this fight that we're having on Twitter. But that's probably not happening, to be honest. <laughs> They're probably not doing that. This is probably a real-ass fight that's going on. So I think what we can learn about this, them three, you know, trying to climb to the top and promote their shit by fighting, is that life is not a zero-sum game. You, For you to win, someone else doesn't have to lose. For you to be built up, you don't have to tear someone else down. You don't have to attack people to look better or build your way to the top. So the lesson is just to bring ourselves up. We don't have to bring others down. You could really impress people in your life and move up in your life by being hardworking and doing good things for the accolades or for the respect that you deserve. And you don't have to do it the shady, non-empowering, insecure way imagine if they all work together and they all like found a way to help each other promote each other or they all just promote each other on their instagrams or twitters or just work together to promote their stuff in a good way i think that'd be way more attractive to people and people would just give them way more press by like being friends and being like a squad per se like we've seen we've seen squads be so famous in pop culture so if they just found a way to really work together in a positive way to uplift one another I think that would have taken them much of a longer way, whereas these feuds might give them some traction right now, but I think it hurt them in the long run and burn some bridges. And that's also what happens when you try to bring people down to bring yourself up. It doesn't help you out in the long run. So doing it the right moral and ethical way and just being kind and hardworking and humble will always get you farther. Hey girl, I can lick it, I can ride it while you slipping and sliding. I can do all them little tricks and keep the dick up inside it. You can smack it, you can grip it, you can go down and kiss it. And every time he leave me alone, he always tell me he miss it. He wanna F R E A K Are you guys doing Be Real? It's that app where like once a day at a random time, you get a notification and you take a photo of whatever you're doing at the moment. It could be at work, 
at school, sucking dick in the shower. You really could be anything. And the concept is you're supposed to do it right when you get the notification. But I, I've been participating. Honestly, I just don't see the thrill in it anymore. I really don't like it. So every time I get the notification, I'm ignoring it. Like it's a guy I'm at the club once and now he won't stop messaging me. I'm ignoring it. I just don't really like it. And I look uh, like if it's a random fucking time of the day. I probably look ugly. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't say the thrill in it. I'd rather be fake on Instagram. I'd rather get a notification from Instagram that says it's time to be fake. I'd rather do that. So anyway, speaking of social media, Tom Holland declared that he is taking a break from social media. He went on his Instagram to tell us that he said that social media apps have become detrimental to his mental state and that he spirals when he reads things about himself online. The quote says, I've taken a break from social media for my mental health because I find that Instagram and Twitter are overstimulating and overwhelming. Did you guys know he has 67 million followers on uh, Instagram? I didn't know he was such a fucking baddie. Like, damn, Tom Holland, you're really appealing to everyone. And that's honestly true. He does appeal to like literally everyone. Women, dom tops, twink for twinks, like everyone. He appeals to everyone. He says, I get caught up and I spiral when I read things about me online. And ultimately, it's very detrimental to my mental state. So I decided to take a step back and delete the app. Wow, how empowering of him. Maybe I should stop calling him Zendaya's little spoon online. But I still think that's really empowering for him to just announce that to us. I hate when people like have to take a social media break and they can't do it in silence with no one knowing. They have to tell everyone. They have to get trumpets blaring and guards to line up and hear ye, hear ye. I declare myself the most noble and most righteous in the land of the most mature, giving us a fucking speech at the podium as if they're on the White House balcony saying i'm taking a break from social media and i'm better than all of you guys and i just want to let you guys know that that i'm too mature for this anymore it's just like when people give to charity but like they let everyone know they like wear a shirt that says like i donated like 10 million dollars to charity like we get it like you don't really have to tell everyone if you just wanted to like be a good person do the right thing like you could just done that in silence but he wanted to tell everyone he wanted to let everyone know and you know what whatever Good for Tom. I guess we'll miss you and your cute post with Zendaya. But yeah. Like, what does he want us to do with this information? Like, no, like, don't leave. Like, he wasn't really posting anyway. He didn't post for a month before he made this. He was like, I'm back for just to tell you guys I'm, I'm not coming back. So bye, Tom. Millie Bobby Brown is also decreeing that she is not just taking a social media break, but that she is done with social media. Which infamously, like that's like when people say they're going on a diet. They say they're going on a diet. It lasts 10 minutes. And then they're eating, you know, a 12 dozen donuts from Dunkin' Donuts in their living room by themselves. She says she's done with social media. She's deleted them all from her phone. And that her relationship with social media um, became sour as she began to receive hateful messages. <laughs> And disturbing sexualized messages from adult men. I'm not laughing at that second part. I'm laughing at the first part because we know those messages are the whole, like, Millie Bobby Brown is homophobic and, you know, gets in her her Maraca truck with two Confederate flags and runs over the fags all day tweets, which I think are hilarious. When people tweet things like, are you more afraid of, like, monkeypox or Millie Bobby Brown when you go out? 
Are you more afraid of Vecna or Millie Bobby Brown? But she does not appreciate them. And that's really disgusting that um, older men are sexualizing her like that. I know, I feel like older men, like, there's a lot of child stars out there. Not a lot of them, not all of them deal with this, but they just pick and choose who they like and who they, like, feed upon. Like, I feel like Kendall Jenner had a lot of stalkers, like, more than literally everyone. She had, like, five every fucking year. So, unfortunately, Millie's just someone that they've picked out and have been harassing like that. So, I would get off social media, too. And it's hard to, like, block all of those things. Like, people just say, like, just block it. Just don't check your DMs. It's not always easy to escape, especially if it's right there. Even, like, the temptation of just, like, looking or accidentally stumbling upon things like that is so frequent for her. So, I totally get why she would take a break if it's, you know, affecting her like that. She said, it's really hard to be hated on when people don't even know who you are yet. And you don't even know who you are yet. So it's like, what do they hate about me? Because I don't even know who I am. That's actually really sad. And that's like a whole other layer of social media that I didn't even think of, like getting hated on when you're that young and going through those formative years, like shit, like you don't hate this. I mean, you don't like this part about me. You hate this part about me. But, you know, you have so many insecurities at that time. Anyway, you might be like already being really hard on yourself and hating a certain part of yourself. But that's like growing into yourself, like taking the parts of yourself that you like and leaving the parts behind that you don't so being bullied in that time is just a whole other layer of things that you just don't need while you're already dealing with all those insecurities and trying to push through all that so good for her for deleting the apps lena gomez also did this too she hasn't had any social media on her phone for four years now she'll still like post on tiktok and instagram and stuff like that but she's not like uh like managing her own accounts or like scrolling through them she'll just like probably have like burner accounts and not look for anything like that she'll probably just watch like funny things on tiktok and look at like pinterest and other shit that like i don't know 30 year old pop stars do i don't know what she's doing but she still posts she just doesn't run her own account something else interesting about millie bobby brown is that apparently she's going to college she has enrolled to be an online student at purdue university in indiana so like very stranger things of her to do it in indiana And she's studying human services where, quote, you learn about the system and how to help young people. That's what she said. Purdue's human services program is designed to provide students with basic knowledge in human development and family studies, skills for working with people in service agencies and program evaluation skills. That's very interesting. I mean, I always think, like, why would someone so rich and famous, like, go back to college? Like, girl, you already have the bag. The bag is secure. You don't really, like, need any of that shit. And a lot of people say like majors like that are like scams and, you know, not very useful, any of the information. So it shocks me that she would do this. I understand she might want to like become a better leader for the younger generation, like going through this program. But I don't necessarily think she's going to be equipped with those tools from going through this human services program as she thinks she is going to. I feel like she could become a better leader for the generation by just like talking to the younger generation and like doing and like actually putting herself out there with this platform and like trying to make a change and, you know, going to like events where she can meet different young people for like what struggles they're going through or what like Generation Z kind of goes through all the time and going to maybe like mental health events and, you know, shit like that where she can really just be more instrumental in helping the younger generation i feel like college is just not the way to go for her but uh, that's what millie bobby brown wants to do i mean good for her someone else who's getting bullied on social media is normani let me just go to this tweet real quick normani is also like noticeably not tweeting as much or 
online as much because her fans are like mad at her. And she used to be like so loved in the social media sphere. If you're on Twitter, like people ride for Nomani so hard. They want her to be so successful after her Fifth Harmony days. They are like the barbs. Like they'll stream anything she does. They want to give her all the support and backing. And she was really one of those people that were just held in really great regard on social media. But now it feels like people don't really do that for her anymore. One of her last tweets was a quote tweet where someone just says, this is what happens when you've gotten comfortable and you're not hungry anymore. Basically saying Normani doesn't put out music anymore. She's not passionate about music. She's not hungry for success. She doesn't care about making art or anything impressive for her fans or really putting out anything at all. And Normani quote tweeted that and said, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because apparently she's sick and tired of hearing her fans saying that. And I think Normani thought she like was like she went off, like she finished him, drag him, sis. I think she expected people to say shit like that, but her fans can't even defend her in the comments. They were saying, respectfully, it's been five years, no album. What do you expect? Camila has released three studio studio albums. Meanwhile, you haven't even released your debut album yet. Be for real. Someone else just said, we just want new music from you. We're not really asking much here. Um. Oh my God. People were posting like videos of her from multiple summers saying like the music is coming soon. And someone was trying to defend her and said, I'll take quality over quantity anytime. And someone said, was there any quality in her song fair? Like one of the only songs she put out this year. And that got way more likes than the one defending her got. So it seems like people are like over Normani. And if I were her, I wouldn't really go on social media right now. Cause they're not happy with her. But honestly, I mean, she deserves it. I, I don't think this is like bullying of Normani. I just think this is her fans being genuinely upset with her because she constantly lies to them about when she's going to put out music. She's been saying ever since she's left the band in like 2017 that, you know, this summer she's going to put out an album this summer. It's been over five years at this point. And she's lied to her fans for five years. The only fucking song she did put out, Motivation, she said she didn't even want to put it out after she did. And she wasn't going to put it out. Like, girl, that was the only song. Like, were you just not going to put out any music ever? The fuck? Normani just confuses me. Do we even consider her a music artist anymore? Is she done? Like all the other Fifth Harmony girls except Camila. Like, is she joining that club? I just, I don't know. I definitely condone the giving Normani like the tough love on Twitter because she deserves it. She's lied to her fans so much and has let them down so much and doesn't care. Like you see what like Megan Thee Stallion did, even when her label was like trying to stop her. From putting out music, she like sued them and did all this shit to put out music for her fans. She'll do anything for her fans. And because of that, Megan's put out so much work in these past few years. Like probably like a hundred songs or something. And Normani's put out like two or three. So Normani can't say it's the label anymore. I just don't think she's a passion for music. And I don't think she's going to deliver ever. And I just don't see her going down the music road anymore. So hopefully she can be successful in something else. But she's out here like dancing with Chris Brown and like his music video with him. That was like her latest thing that she thought fans would be happy about. And isn't that weird that she's doing that, even though she's like so with Rihanna too, like she's walked in all the Savage X Fenty shows and danced in them. And then you're going to go dance with Chris Brown in his music video for what? Literally for what? Normani, her just morals don't seem right to me. Her lying doesn't seem right to me. I just can't really love Normani right now. And I'm not sorry about that. So She should not go online to protect her peace at the moment. So what can we learn from this? I think what we can learn is that if it costs you your peace, it is way too expensive. If anything costs you your peace, 
It is too expensive. Protect your peace online. Protect your peace with people you're around. That's a full-time job that you have to do. And you can't be doing hobbies or activities that bring you down, including social media. Everything in moderation. I know social media is like hard to get around. But if you find yourself not feeling as high vibrational or happy after you're on it, give it up for a bit. Get off of it for a bit. And just protect yourself from that negative energy because feeding that negative energy into yourself will only cause a spiral of you thinking negative things and then feeling negative things and then exuding negativity in your life. So if something is not feeding your positivity and protecting your peace at the moment, give it up. Okay, well, thank you for joining me today on Pop Culture University class. I hope you had a good time and I hope you have an amazing day. I still do not know what I'm going to do for my birthday today. I do have some fun plans for the week. Like, I do have friends. Like, I, I promise. But today specifically, like, no, I just do not. My mom, like, even my mom is busy because my stepdad is getting, like, a colonoscopy. So, like, I can't hang out with her today. So, we'll see. Um, Yeah, fucking monkeypox. I would be doing so much if it was not for that. And I don't want to, like, make people go out with me if they're nervous about monkeypox, too. So I feel like maybe just in a few months I can live it up. I think I might buy myself an iMac. I've been wanting to do that for a while or I'm sorry, a MacBook Pro. I've been wanting to do that. So maybe that'll be like my fun birthday gift to myself. I am really excited for my birthday meal as well. I've been on a diet this past month and when I'm on a diet, I have the weirdest cravings. My cravings this month were like gourmet donuts, like not from Dunkin' Donuts. No offense to Dunkin', but I do not run in Dunkin'. Like I want like a gourmet ass donut and I want guacamole. So my birthday dinner is literally just going to be like a bunch of shit we can have with guacamole, like chipotle bowls and like tortilla chips. And then we're going to have donuts for dessert. And I'm getting like a birthday cake donut that's like two donuts like stacked on top of each other um, with like white chocolate and dark chocolate all over it like dipped in it and then sprinkles over the whole two donuts and then like those like chocolate pearls on the top and yeah that'll be my birthday cake and i'm so excited i'm obsessed with donuts they're like my favorite dessert my like for you page if there's any food on it it's donuts i do not know why so yeah that's what i'm gonna eat fun fact but i hope you have have a great rest of your day and week and i'll see you friday consider posting this on your instagram story and tagging me saying happy birthday i will respond if you post it on your instagram story i will do my best to see everyone oh my god about merch as well people have been asking me about that i officially like drew the merch design and i feel like it's really cute so hopefully you guys like it and it should be getting going very soon so i'm excited to put that out there and yeah i will see you guys friday okay bye love you thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.